break it off in your ass. No bullshit. Let's just end breaking this. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. Good afternoon, everybody. It's your latest edition to the No Bullshit News Hour, March 19th, 2021. My dear friend Karen's with us over there in that office, Mark. Always remember, people. Better days ahead. I am exhausted. I've never seen you sitting before. I'm exhausted. We have an important show here for you. First of all, we got some breaking news. I'll bring that to you in a moment. But joining us is a perennial best in-depth reporter of the year for the Society of Professional Journalists. Gretchen Rachel Hammond is going to join us. She spent over a year of her time and her own money investigating guardianship abuse in this state. She's from Chicago. Wow. You know how like an old person gets infirm, Mm -hmm. they take your house, they assign your life to somebody that doesn't give a shit, they rape you, and then they throw you in a fucking nasty house or a nursing home, never to be heard from again. The, The reason we're doing this is, remember we all talked about Clarence, the vet who got moved around like a bag of freaking laundry. Nobody even knows he's dead. Well, what's been happening to the Clarences? See, we do a piece by piece by piece. You listening, Attorney General? We're on it. You hear me in Lansing? We're on it. We care about people. Those of you picking sides, I don't even want to know you. I don't want to know you. Have something in your heart. This is not politics. It's people. I'm scared to death for my daughter. This shit has been a bad year. I can't explain to her, but having to learn through a screen, Hmm. you got to focus and get yourself tight because the animals are out there to eat you alive. Nothing's going to be left for you. You must be prepared to do battle. With those that are just going to suck the blood out of us. It takes more than one person to beat corrupt society. It takes a lot of people. And I'm old enough, I know them now. My wife goes to school with them. In high school, I went to school with them. I'll have a beer with this. Man! Okay, she's here. Really great. Also, I'm happy you guys asked. I've been meaning to. John Roberts, the Detroit scanner, the nutcase who sits up all night long, every night, listening to the police scanner in Detroit with a true picture of crime and the shit that people got to put up with. It's wrong. It's not fair. Why aren't we putting money into police to protect the good people of our capital city? 
I'll tell you why. Where's the money going? Ah, the book Cadillac went broke. That's a specialty of mine. I'm really lathered now. And they ripped us off and now it's bankrupt. They made their money and we don't got nothing. So, guess what other pile of dung we threw hundreds of millions of dollars into, Karen? The Hudson's skyscraper. We got red down there right now. Red, a full-blooded man of this city, wanting just a picture. What's it going to look like? We gave you $600 million. You don't even got to finish it. That's how much that dude gamed the system. We want to know what it's going to look like. It all goes together. Big fat cats, contracts, little subcontracts, guardians selling an old person's house for under market value to a straw buyer who flips it in a month at full value. This is what's going on. This is no bullshit news. And no bullshit news is brought to you by American Coney Island. Our dear friend, today is Friday. Go down to Michigan to Lafayette and get yourself a delicious fish sandwich. Support, support, support. Share, share, share. Support, support, support. People that back this program are the best Detroit has. That's why they back this program. And Keep happy that. belated to Grace. Her birthday was this week. So happy birthday, Grace. We love you. Oh. Esquire names it one of the most important restaurants in America because it's the soul of America. Michigan and Lafayette. They're open for business. Support them. Barry Ellentuck. Sorry, man. I don't have the written words good. I'm going to riff. Our good pal Barry Ellentuck at ADR Consultants. 248-318-9424. You are having trouble with the city. It's these contracts again. (laughs) It's these scumbags that run the state and the nursing homes and city hall and the skyscrapers. They're getting in your way. They're trying to get you out of business. They're throwing up roadblocks. How do you get around them? How do you get city hall? You you can fight city hall. You got to find the guy that can help. You got to do it by the letter. Who knows the letter? Barry Ellentuck knows the letter. You're a police force that's under-equipped? Call them. That's pretty sad if you have to be a police force. You got a house that the the city's up your ass and they won't let you finish the remodel? Call them. Call them. You got a demolition program you don't know what the fuck you're doing? Call him. (laughs) I don't think they're going to be calling him. Maybe they should. 248-318-9424. ADR Consultants. Get it done on right, on time, on budget. They're on a... Honest, ethical, and smart, and good friends of the show. Now, okay, before we have Gretchen Rachel Hammond come on, I have to. You can leave that on, man. It's it's it's, it's my heart's going to it. Dana Nessel, the Attorney General of Michigan, came out this week and said there will be no nursing home investigation. <laughs> God, I don't know why. If it's all on the up and up, we just look at it and good. We're happy. We move along. Yeah. If there's nothing to hide, do the investigation. Pretty simple. Just so we, we got facts and figures and, you know, everybody's happy here. Here's what she said to a committee in Lansing. She said she consulted the New York Attorney General before declining the nursing home investigation here in Michigan. So 
She talked to the New York AG that got Cuomo in hot water for cooking the books and hiding the numbers and said they don't equate. Well, here's the thing. Mm. Breaking news. Hit it. Uh, Hit it. I got a hold of the New York Attorney General's office. Yeah. No names. They don't want to do a political back and forth pissing on each other. But here's the thing. Either Dana Nessel is lying or she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. But your predication, madam, on not looking into the nursing homes is full of holes. I start with this. She said, quote, um, the New York, New York uh, case differed in terms of probable cause to look into the nursing home because a whistleblower had come forward about data manipulation. Okay? Mm-hmm. Right? She says, we found no evidence of any kind about that here in Michigan, right? In New York, that's absolutely not the case. So, there's crime. There's charges, she says, in New York. Yeah. Okay? There's a whistleblower. None of that's true. There are no charges in New York. None. There was no whistleblower. The whistleblower comes afterwards. That was Cuomo's chief of staff Mm -hmm. having to explain to the Democrats why they were hiding the numbers after the report came out. Get your shit right. So like you said, she's either lying or she's really bad at her job. And obviously, you didn't listen. If you did talk to the AG in New York, you weren't listening to her. Wow. This was a report and only a report. Gee, I wonder why she's not doing an investigation. Do you want to know how the report came to be? Please. Cuomo was getting rung up for all the deaths in the nursing homes back in April. He was scared shitless. So he asked the attorney general to set up a hotline to field complaints about the care in the nursing homes. His thought was this. That didn't work out too well. The AG will look into them, will blame them. I told them, hey, man, you got to be able to give good care. They didn't listen to me. Wasn't my fault. (laughs) Oops. And that's the majority of what that report is. It's 76 pages. Two pages simply say we woefully undercounted them. There's no charges on Cuomo. She wasn't even going after Cuomo. But we all got a real good idea what they were doing. Faking it. Sounds familiar. Faking it. So, again... It's not, there's no crime. There's no charges. They're still looking into the nursing home care. We're not, madam. Why are we not? Why? Oh, then this. Pete Lacido over there in uh, mm-hmm. Macomb County, the Macomb County prosecutor. He set up a website. He's fielding complaints from you and the treatment of your loved ones and what happened to them. Dana Nessel tells the committee in Lansing, this is a recipe for misconduct. Quote, she says, I do take umbrage to some extent with an effort to ask people to bring evidence forward that you don't know exists. Unquote. Now, talking to the AG's office in New York, guess what? They do this all the time. This is standard practice. You said they set up a hotline. Yes. And the governor of New York asked for it. And what does that all matter if it's getting to the truth anyway, which is the point of her job? Thank you. And we now know, I know, I know your office listens to this show. 
I know they do. So you know last week that a director of nursing in one of Whitmer's hubs says you cooked the death numbers. That's a problem. Here's another one. You heard a, a, a licensed practicing nurse mm -hmm. talk about the fetid conditions in there. People stacked in the hallways. You heard the porter on our show talking about no PPE, mixing and, and matching and walking through positive and, and negative patients. You heard it. They didn't follow protocol. Where's our stuff? I call. I call. Nonpartisan. Dude, the fucking people's work. And I asked the AG's office in New York. I said, huh. Well, you kind of threw Cuomo under the bus. I bet he wasn't <laughs> expecting that. You know what they said? I quote, we were put here by the people. We do the people's work. I am sick to death. Every look. The Republicans get into power, and you just notice how creeps they are. Mm -hmm. And then the Democrats get into power, mm -hmm. and you notice what creeps, creeps they, they are. are. Yeah, I just—it's the power, Charlie. We talked about this before. People become intoxicated; they forget why they are there. They forget who put them there. I mean, we we see it more often than not, and it leaves all of us at a grave disadvantage. Well, once again. Do your job. Maybe they don't know what their job is supposed oh, to be. Oh, she, she. Well, then she's. Then she shouldn't have the job. But that goes for a lot of elected officials. We talk about it all the time. And you're right. If you don't know why you're there, if you don't know what you're supposed to do, then you should find something else to do. You know what she's doing. Mm -hmm. You know of of the little three: Benson, Whitmer, and Nestle. Yep. The one that's the really vulnerable is Nestle. So she's going to ride with Whitmer. Instead of doing our business, our business. Here, uh, Governor Whitmer, Governor Cuomo asked for it. I challenge you to ask for it. Ask for the investigation. Okay, here's the deal. Be careful what you ask for. Listen to me, folks. Share, share, share this. Here's some fucking breaking news. Okay, there are only two, as far as I know. Only two assistant attorney generals of the state of Michigan looking into anything to do with nursing homes. Two. And you know what they're doing? They're the ones fighting me in court for the data. <laughs> they're trying to keep me quiet. Oh, jeez. That's what they're doing. So that's what the lawyers are doing in the AG's office. That's what we're doing. That's public's, wow. the public's right. I'll fight, but I am, man, this is actually real life me. Mm -hmm. No, I'm stroking out. Don't I, do that, Charlie. I, I just no. want better for everybody. I, my look, I don't want to bring it down, but my brother's in the hospital, man. His body's failing. I know pain. And I've been through seeing... a lot of it in my life. It's been my brother-in-law passed this year. I, I don't want pain for you, and I really don't want it for your kids. Is that so weird? No. It's admirable. I just thought it was normal. I just thought that, Obvious. that's what men and women do. Real you, men and real women. That's the problem. Okay, so. Fix the shit. Bullshit. I talked to the Attorney General of, of New York, and, and absolutely it's different there. Whistleblowers and criminal acts. Not true.
So before you go out and do your dumb press conferences and your statements, study up. That's just like that gymnastics coach that blew his brains out. Yeah, she does the press conference, doesn't even know what she's talking about. Yeah. So busy, wanting to get out there and do a press conference. You don't know what you're talking about. And he blows his brains out. Why did you let him turn himself in? What's going on in Flint? Flint's screwed. You signed a document where the state cannot challenge the lawyer's fees. It's a paltry $600 million. Yeah. The lawyers just filed for $202 million to be paid. For what? For wh I would have done it for a million. One million. That's all I need. Well, it's not going, the money's not going to the people that it should go to. No, I would have done it for I would have done yeah. it for four million. You know what? I'm gonna do three million to do two community pools in Flint. Because those babies there have never run through a sprinkler in their lives. Because you scumbags. You scumbags poisoned it. Who's the lawyer? Who's the attorney that put the bonds together? Guess what he's doing? You guys know. Mm -hmm. He's the budget director of the state of Michigan for Whitmer now. How is this guy working at all? Okay. I'm pleased to have Gretchen Rachel Hammond. Hi, Gretchen. How you doing? How you doing? Real good. How, where are you at? Chicago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here's a woman. In Chicago, gets a, gets a bug in her ear. Okay, you came to Michigan to do what and why and how long did you do it, Gretch? Okay, so I, um, I wrote a story in Tablet Magazine about um, guardianship. I had never heard of it. And very simply, what guardianship is, it is the ability of a probate or family court to strip an individual's civil and constitutional rights and give them to another person. Right. So an individual, a stranger, a family member. I was writing about strangers uh, who were taking over guardianship in Michigan. I did one case. I got call after call after call after call from people in Oakland County, Wayne County, mainly Oakland. Mm. And it led me to believe that something systemic was probably happening there. Victims who said that they were put under guardianship, they weren't incapacitated. I mean, Charlie, this thing goes all the way back to 1272 England. That is the dictum that this system is following, and it basically let's, was let's started pause, by... Let's pause, no, let's pause before we... Yes, this is leftover from the Crown. What were you finding in Oakland County? Yeah, what was I finding in Oakland County? Um, we looked at 2,278 cases in Oakland County, right? Um, wow. We found individuals aged anywhere from 19 to 94 who were placed under guardianship with no evidence of incapacity. These petitions were filed by Adult Protective Services. These petitions were filed by social workers at hospitals, the senior care network, attorneys at hospitals. All of them kind of knew and pally with the four guardians that we looked at, the court-appointed guardians. We found individuals who were forcibly removed from their homes and placed into nursing long-term care facilities, either nursing facilities or adult foster care. Uh, we found subhuman conditions when we went and looked at 40 or 50 of these facilities, disgusting conditions. I have been in war zones at the Golan. I have toured ICE detention facilities. I have never seen anything like this that I saw in Oakland County in these facilities. It was inhuman. We saw individuals who were robbed of their SSI and VA income. We saw everything gone, savings, home, 
everything taken, no accounting with receipts, no proof. We saw as much as three, four hundred thousand dollars spent inside of a year in for one person. We saw other people who were stripped of everything they owned, everything they saved, even mementos tossed out or sold, and no idea where they went and to line whose pockets. We saw houses that were sold for under market value and then uh, using a straw man and then resold at market value or higher. We had a certified professional accountant doing something that has never been done in Oakland County, and that was audit. The, the case file that we saw, and he said there were definite problems here. We saw Medicaid fraud, where Medicaid was applied for for these wards by these guardians when they had more than $2,000 in disposable assets. All of this we saw. Um, real estate fraud, the whole bloody lot. And we presented that to the Attorney General on March the 12th, 2019. My team and I. Dana Nessel. Go ahead. Dana Nessel. Dana Nessel. Okay, go ahead, continue. So we presented all of this to her because we wanted to see comment. And we met with Scott Teeter and his staff. At the time, he was elder affairs uh, attorney. Um, and he listened to us for about four hours, a very contentious meeting every now and again. Um, and no comment was given. About a week later, I'm speaking to Senator Pete Lacido, And he said, well, guess what? There's going to be an elder abuse task force. And there's going to be a press conference about it. I said, a presser? When? He said, March 25th. I contacted Kelly Ross McKinney, who's Dana Nessel's communications director. And I said, and who worked for know, Snyder and the emergency managers in Flint. Let's look, look at this little cozy bullshit. All tied together. Sorry, go ahead, Gretchen. Right. And I said, you know, can I go to the press? She barred me. She barred <laughs> me and my team from the press conference on Let's, March 25th. Let me do saying, this. Hold on a sec. So she gets, you go in there with a year's worth of work going into these cesspools where old women are sleeping on a fucking mattress where the, the tubs have mold, the floors have holes in them. This is government money. They're supposed to be in a nice facility. All the or a refrigerator have been padlocked, leaving people to starve for, oh. for three days over Thanksgiving. All of this you go to her, yeah. her with. They won't give you a comment. They won't have you to the press conference on an elder abuse task force that came out of your work. They're going to rip off your idea. What happens? What does the task force accomplish? So they go and they do a whole bunch of listening tours throughout the state. I love a listening um, tour. And, you know, Everybody's and these listening, listening tours, you know, um, were very strictly managed. So there were very one-way conversations. The, you know, the families could talk for two minutes and that was it. They couldn't ask questions. They were, it was one-way conversation only. So right? these are Between families. And, the, the, two, Gretchen, Gretchen, come on, back and forth now. These are families whose loved ones were taken by the state, they were they were labeled incapacitated. They wanted them back. They wanted them to be at home yeah. with them. They wanted to yes. bring them out of the darkness that the state put yeah. them in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And they wanted them to have their rights back. Okay. Their right to choose. Their right to choose their own religion because a lot of these people couldn't even practice their religion. They couldn't go to church because the guardians wouldn't let them, or the nursing home wouldn't let them. So what so, happens? Let's 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 get up to today now. What happens? What does the she and panels an elder abuse task force. What do they do? What have they done? Is this fixed? Nothing. No, Nothing. they haven't done anything. In fact, the courts are out of control right now. She's made a few low level arrests. Um, one guardian in Ward County, and that was it. Um, no attorney guardians in Oakland, Wayne, Washington, Macomb, where we found a lot of the troubles, but certainly in Oakland. Nothing. Legislation, she promised nine reforms, I believe, at the beginning of the task force on the 25th. None of them have been enacted. I don't think they've even surfaced in, Hold on. in legislation. Hold on. 
Nothing. 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 No, not a thing. Now let's do this. I want to bring it to now. Why, you know, we started communicating. Because I'm looking into the wards of the state during COVID. Hmm. There are, by Gretchen's fabulous work, it's at the Daily Cost, right? Just look up her name, Gretchen, Rachel, Hammond, Daily Cost, Google it. They're thick. It's about 50,000, 60,000 words. That's a book. Wow. Okay. We know guys like Clarence are bouncing around. We don't know where he is. He's being abused and mishandled. We don't even know that he's dead. So there are, according to Gretchen's calculations, 60,000 wards of the state. Wow. And how how many people manage 60,000? Oh, great question. In Oakland County, um, we found four guardians. Between them, they had somewhere between 3,500 people. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So each person had a thousand children. No, adults. adults. I know. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anywhere between, you know, 400 to a high of 900 or a thousand. Okay. More. So I know that you're busy. You're you're living Mm -hmm. a life. You spent your life savings trying to look after my people here. I'm very impressed and ashamed of myself that I didn't do anything. So I'm trying to pay back now. What about during COVID? Did they stop taking people's lives and taking them out of their homes, putting a moratorium on it like we did everything else? Stay at home, stay sheltered. Did it stop? No. No. No, it did not. Ever since March the 1st, 2020, I've been looking at individual court cases. Um, So far, I'm just going through them. Uh, 319 wards that I found so far since the beginning of the pandemic who were moved to at least six facilities that had COVID at the time. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, let's, you're going through a database, not full time. It wasn't difficult for you to find, but you saw 319 people Mm -hmm. since March who were stripped of their assets in their home and thrown into facilities known to have COVID outbreaks. Just be sure, Charlie, those are the ones I found so far. I mean, you have to go through um, the Oakland County Probate Court website. You have to go through the ROAs. Let me stop uh, you there the again. Is this only in Oakland County? This is, this is in Oakland so far. Just I mean, Oakland. Gunway. Just I mean, Oakland County. Okay, continue. Yeah. I'm sorry. Fuck me. Wait a minute. According to your reporting, if I, if I got it right, in, the, in these very deep pieces, if somebody is incapacitated, you don't necessarily have to take them out of their house. There are programs with the federal government where no, people can come visit you, right? Yeah, no, you don't. You've got in-home care. You've got in-home care. I mean, as a matter of fact, in Macomb County, um, Heather Cattell at WXYZ showed uh, wards that had in-home care, in-home care. They were abused by the in-home care people, but they, they were available to have it. I mean, you know, yeah, you can have income care. Absolutely. And so, it doesn't cost as much as a nursing home, believe it or not. But, you know, that's not very well really? known. Really? I would, yeah, no. I would think it'd be cheaper in a nursing home. It is, it is cheaper to get in-home care. Yeah. My, my best friend over in uh, Virginia has got stage 4 bone cancer. We gave her in-home care. We've got her plenty of it, and it's not costing her nearly as much wow. as going into a nursing Here's home. Here's the solution. First of all, we can treat people with dignity. We can make sure they don't die of COVID. We can keep them in their home. And it could, look, maybe, possibly be cheaper. It's worth looking into. But what do we do? We know. Hey, community out there. We know. 
That's what the lawsuit's about. We don't know how many of these people died. We don't, we don't know. I have investigators getting a hold of me blowing the whistle on this shit. One Guardian company with a thousand people and like 200 are dead and two thirds of them are COVID. Huh? Wasn't there some financial uh, benefit associated with those who succumbed to COVID at some period of time? If in fact, I don't know if it was in a hospital or assisted living facility, that if in fact the person died as a result of COVID, that there was some financial, uh, I I guess, compensation associated with that? I have no idea on that one. I do know that um, wards, uh, guardians have wards in Medicaid get $83 per month per ward. Now, you've got even just 300 wards. You get $83 per month per ward. Do the math. You're making a lot of money. You said you can't uh, figure out where all this money is going when they sell off everything. And you mentioned a straw man. It's safe to assume it goes to those, those wards. Why is it so hard to find where that money is? Well, we didn't have, um, you know, the, we had the ability to FOIA. Um, we certainly don't have the ability to subpoena um, tax records or, or money uh, trails. What we did find were, you know, houses that were owned by the guardians and the judges that were mortgaged and remortgaged every three years. Oh. I mean, you're talking about a $339,000, $400,000 house with a judge making about $149,000 a year who's more buying a home outright, remortgaging it after three years and then paying it off and then remortgaging it after three years again. Not, where's that kind of money come from? Well, hey, the, hey, was the kind of money we, hey we A.G. Nessel, you can take this place is also a tip sheet. Don't don't pretend like you're not hearing some potential illegality here. Yeah, some, she does, Charlie. She puts her head to it. She said when you said earlier that she said there's no evidence. It was exactly what I had heard. It was like it was deja vu. It was exactly what Tita was trying to tell another journalist from the Daily Cost. Oh, yeah, we don't have any evidence of this. And John Nevin from the Supreme Court says, yeah, we don't have any, any evidence of guardianship abuse. We gave you evidence. What are you doing with it? Oh, Seriously. And, and, and you're, di- look, look, I mean, you're I'm, digging. Do you I'm, want to know what happened to the money? She, Gretchen's digging through the archives. She posts them in the story. Okay. Here's the Guardian, Mark and Karen. Mm-hmm. The Guardian has to list expenses yeah. and revenue, right? They're putting in all kinds of crazy cockamamie shit, and there's no requirement by the judge to supply a receipt. For expenses, wow. They're just throwing shit in a line item. Try doing that with the IRS. Try doing it with your business, too. Get the fuck out of here. Justice for Clarence and no more Clarence-type deaths. Yeah, and, you know, let me just get this straight, Charlie. I am damn. Obviously, I'm LGBT. I don't have a beef with Dana Nestle except for this and other and the nursing homes and Flynn. Oh, and, you know, the other scandals that have, have happened since she came on. So but, you know, I just want the I, we need a rest. The only way this stops and she has denied it on video to families. She has said, look, I, I can't do anything. You, you, if you want to complain about your guardian, go to the attorney grievance commission, which is a disciplinary board. It is not a law enforcement agency. And they, these families, these victims have no recourse at all look at gretchen out gretchen hammond now Mm -hmm. out lefting the left (laughs) huh this is a community here like you've said a many well it ain't politics it's not a political issue it's not it's not i agree 100 with you gretchen and i know you out there do too this is outrageous how many people died of covid right uh, they got taken out of their house. Do you know how many people of your 319 have, have died? 
Oh, blimey, I don't. Because the, the, the Oakland County Probate Court is not filing death certificates. Ooh, like oh, yeah. We I mean, need an investigation. Yeah. Wait, let me call the Attorney General of New York and see. Uh, why would our AG call another AG and ask how to do her job? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Right there. They're not filing death certificates. Why are they not? Fi- how can they get away with not filing a death certificate? In Wayne County, they don't even file bloody accounts. The guardianship companies don't even file accounts. I've spoken to three or four. There's a, a young activist out there named, named Tina Brockovich. Um, no relation. And I, I, I think she, um, she's been looking into this as well. And she's been speaking to a number of families. They found seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 missing. And they can't find an account because the guardianship companies aren't even filing their annual accounts, which they are supposed to do. Gretchen, who ultimately, who ultimately looks after these people? I know it's the guardians are assigned, but who in, in, in the legal frame is responsible for them? It's a state issue. If there is a crime happening, it has to be the attorney general. She is lying when she told the family she can't do anything, that they can only co- complain to the AGC. She even said in a video I've got on, on the um, Daily Coast website, you know, what good would it do you if, if I investigated, investigated these people? How, how, good, how would that help you? She said that. And these are crimes that are happening. These are people who are suffering. She is the only one who could do anything about it. Look, in Nevada... The only way reforms happened was when April Parks, I believe the woman that the uh, I Care A Lot movie was kind of based on, he kind of based it on the 2017 Nevada cases of April Parks who stole wards, took them from their homes, forced them into nursing facilities, exactly the same pattern, except when they caught April Parks, they found 40 or 50 urns in a, in a storage um, a bin that, she'd, um, that oh. she'd rented of wards that no one knew who they were. Wow. The same thing in Florida with Rebecca Furl, who was arrested after signing DNR orders on her wards without their permission and letting one of her wards choke to death. They found urns in her office. So these are people who don't have a voice. They are drawn in. They are lost. They have no voice, no rights, nothing. And it can happen to anyone. We saw petitions. Right, remember that. Look, I was thinking today of my mortality and all this stuff going on. Mm -hmm. I hope somebody's there for me. I don't know if there's going to be. And there's a lot of beautiful detail in your work about really good, decent people. You wouldn't think this well, could possibly happen to them. Charlie task forces don't accomplish anything. There was a task force in 98 in Michigan. There was a task force in 05 in Michigan. It did. Both of them did bugger all. Absolutely bugger all. nothing. Bugger all. Nothing. That's, that's blimey and bugger nothing. all. This task force is doing bugger all. It's doing nothing because on that task force, you have guardianship uh, lobbyists, you have the estate and probate section, you have the probate judges association. These are all pro-guardianship people. They have no interest in seeing this, in, in seeing the system change. They never have. Okay, I'm going to do this because we, you know, we're going to let this soak in. We're going to let people just think about it, share the program, listen to it again. Think about what's going on. I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to give you the last word. One more time, people. If COVID showed you anything it is the rotten and abysmal state of end of life care it's showing you the holes in the safety net in the government the fraud the abuse and the unwillingness to look at it address it and fix it we want an investigation i want the data y'all know me by now i don't stop you have to put a bullet in me I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep coming. We're going to get something done. I'm going to leave it to Karen and Gretchen and 
I'm going to go get a cup of coffee because I'm very upset. I'll be back in one minute. You sure, you sure coffee's the right answer? It's either that or booze, baby. <laughs> and the two, I got to go see my brother. Why don't you take a second to remind people where they can find not only your report, but your other work. Um, and, and I have to tell you, on social media, we're getting a lot of comments. There are people that are familiar with you and some of the work that you've done. But the report that has this information in it or the, the thread, the chronicles that you've shared, remind everybody where they can find it. Um, you could either go to the Daily Coast, type uh, The Fortress, um, Michigan, or you can go to my website, www.gretchenrachelhammond.com. So where do, you, where do you go from here? With this information, nobody's interested in it, nobody's followed up with it. Certainly this is a project of passion for you. What's next? I don't know. I, I, I tried to interest the local media, um, with oh. one uh, exception, Heather Catalo, and obviously Charlie, two exceptions, sorry. Um, you know, no one's covering this. Um, you know, no, I don't know what, what the deal is with local media. They're not interested. Right. Um, all oh. I can do is try to raise awareness. Um, and you know, the, the, uh, Charlie asked earlier, how does this stop? There's only one way it stops. There's only one way it stopped in Nevada. There's only one way it stops in Florida. Arrests, arrests, arrest these people. You have more than enough. She is lying when she says she doesn't. If you go to the website, you look at the stories, we put some of the court documents we collected, just a fraction in those stories. You can see it for yourself, the disappearing money the home loans, the audit that we did, the pictures that we took, the people, the woman who was standing behind by a locked refrigerator because she hadn't been able to eat for three days because this bloody refrigerator was locked, padlocked by the group home owners, unlicensed and, group homes. And you were in there. Shitholes. I mean, you went to all of them. shitholes. Shitholes. No. Absolute shitholes that they put them in and okay. keep putting them in and keep moving them around. And they have no hope. And she said, I'll tell you what she said, Charlie. She looked at me. She grabbed my hands. I've never been emotional about a story in my life. She grabbed my hands. She said, get me the hell out of here. Pause. Get me the hell out of here. That's what we're trying to do. Gretchen, I'm going to send you, I hope you wear it, a fix this shit. It's a signature of this program. Everybody that comes on here doing anything, it's text me your address. I'll, I'll put that in the mail. And I, I'm just going to leave it at that. Charlie, I honor you for doing this. Thanks, mate. Uh, I mean, for doing this nursing home stuff. No one else has, has done this. We live in an ageist country. Let's be do. honest. We do, sister. We really do. Okay, so, listen, thanks for the work. And yeah. uh, you will stay on it. Help yeah. us. There's, there's more people oh. than you know working on this right now. Okay? I hope so. Okay. I hope so. Thank you. Thanks, Gretchen. Thank you. Ooh. Incredible work. Ooh. But Charlie, let's, let's do, just for a second, I don't want this to fall on deaf ear. A quick second. I don't what want to drown second? people. I got you. This is a quick second. But this isn't the first time that information has been brought forward or shared on this show that nobody else is either interested in or will pick up when the work has literally been done and handed in their laps. I want people to really pay attention to that. Well, that's why we're, thanks, Drew, my brother. Part of, look at that, Drew Lane. Waiter. What a waiter. Drew Lane. <laughs> By the way, why is Drew Lane not in the Radio Hall of Fame? <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Is he too busy making coffee? <laughs> now I got the bitch running coffee for me. Thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, my stepdad used to do that. We'd go out for like dinner and he'd call the waitress sweetheart. I always. Yeah. Honey, sweetheart. Lila's first appearance on. Uh, 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 
hot. No bullshit news. Or well, on the drum Karen's melting. This is an exclusive now for the podcast listeners. Can you explain this sweet little thing? Well, she's half uh, half Papillon and half Poodle, and I felt like I had a monkey the first couple months, but she's settling down. And she's really filled your life up. Oh yeah, you know absolutely. your other dogs passed. You get on the microphone too. Miss my other dogs dearly, but she'll she's filling the gap. She's Have you gotten her her shots? Yes, and. She's all healthy and everything. Everything. You feed good. her good dog food. Yeah. And hamburgers. <laughs> well, occasionally. You don't chain the refrigerator on her. No. You don't keep her in a filthy cage. I see where you're no. going. No, no, no. Why oh, does this dog, this dog have a better life than our elders? <laughs> no, you're good right. Question. Nice segue. Thank you. Beautiful dog. <laughs> and you look well. He was a better caretaker. That's why. Well, yeah. Great he, point. He, he cares about his. Look, and let's and let's be let's be. I know somebody's doing it. Well, you shouldn't put him in a nursing home. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's not how it works. When your loved one is like wandering around the street at night, you know. I mean, it's it's the last resort. This this these this sort of care is hundreds of years old. Yeah. This isn't just because our society's a throwaway. It's very difficult in in the modern world. To handle, because we live a long time. Mm-hmm. Our bodies last longer than our minds now. Mm-hmm. We were able to do that. I just think it's wrong. But Charlie, it's also too. It's an economic thing. You know, there's some assisted living care homes that are extremely expensive and have resources and assets that the average person will never see in their elder years. And I, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm glad. I'm glad for them. There's no look. You're working hard as you can. For something like that. Yeah, but that doesn't mean... No, there ain't no yeah, but. No. There no. Is no if you're able to afford that, I'm glad. I would like that for my mom. For me. Charlie, I know I I'm not going to get... Wait, no, no, no. Don't lecture me. Do not. I'm Do not. not. Like, I'm not it's totally you. cool. Like, that's, that's everybody's hope. It is, Charlie. But the reality on the other side shouldn't be a neglect and abuse because you are in a facility... But, but again, I don't know why we're comparing them. I'm not. I'm not going to dump on somebody that that was I'm able not, to. I, I'm all for it. I'm not either. I am not penalizing anybody for working and having something that everybody else does not. That's not the point of this. The point is, is that if you are in a uh, a, a facility that is supposed to be uh, have oversight from the state, inspected, and people who are paid to take care of these people, yep. they should be doing yep. that. Yep. That's now watch. Remember, what these guardians do is they get you signed up on Medicaid and Medicare. You, most of this shit, the nursing home stuff, most of the Medicaid and Medicare budget is for this, mm-hmm. right? So how is it you signed them up, they're drawing a check, and they're in an unlicensed facility, which, by the way, we're not counting COVID deaths. We're not counting wards of the state's deaths. That's how I got you. You can do every press conference you want. The facts don't line up. Facts don't line up. Shit. And you know what? You know what you better do to get there? So, well, I was just thinking I have to save all my money now you got to, to make save. sure they don't padlock my fridge. Right. You want to live in a roach fest of shit in, on, on, a, on a mattress or you want to live with some dignity? Save. You must call Luke Nowacki to get a financial strategy for your later years, your retirement, your kid's school. Hit me with that. Maurice Davis, king of the party blues, running for re-election in the second ward up there in Flint. You got a very good podcast. I listen to that podcast. Well, it's actually a Facebook Live. 
You're going to end up being on it soon. Listen now. Make sure you're on the right track. Keep that up there. Grow your assets, annuities, individual retirement accounts, college savings plans, good old stocks and bonds. And yes, there is insurance for late life care. You can actually buy an insurance policy. Call Luke. He's the best in the business. All your investment needs. Wall is the one. Yeah, Luke's the one. 248 John Roberts, a.k.a. Detroit Scanner. What's up, my brother? Unabomber? Uh, yeah, I, I was good until listening to Gretchen. But, uh, yeah, Craven American Coney Island Chili Dog. Um, how you doing? <laughs> good. <laughs> would you would you make of that, uh, what you heard out of Gretchen? <laughs> just the same as everybody else is made out of it. It's just disgusting. See, you now, know, I mean, these, this, these people, they, they, we, we don't deserve this kind of treatment. Absolutely. Now, the, the, the segue here is John's a guy. Now, I want you to explain how you come to If you're watching, you can see it. If you're listening, let me describe it. There's just a bank of, of uh, screens, audio. He's monitoring the emergency channels in Detroit, police, fire, EMS. John, like how many hours a day, how many days a week are you doing that? Well, it, it varies. It's, you know, it's, you know, I'll get up in the morning and I'll go over the tapes that I copied overnight and just kind of let people know what happened overnight. And then for the rest of the day, you know, we try to do what I can just to make sure that the most of the major stuff is, uh, is reported. Um, but that's basically, I mean, it, it could be 12 hours, you know, I, I don't do it overnight. I can't, you know, obviously I'm only one person. So, um, well, here's the very obvious question. What the fuck is the matter with you? I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> I've been fucking nuts. I've been dropped on my head too many times. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, no one else is doing it, Charlie. Monitoring. Now that's the really good segue. I don't think, except for the upper reaches, upper echelons of the Detroit Police Department, that people really have the knowledge of the level of crime and the lack of police on the streets of Detroit than you. What, what do you see? What do you well, see? Obviously it's, it's, there's an increase lately. I mean, I don't know if it's blaming COVID uh, or the lockdown, but of course there's an increase. I mean, I, we were talking just the other day and I was a little bit shocked. I know there's been an increase in violent crime in Detroit, but 120%. Since is that, am I remembering that correctly? Yes, yeah, since 2019 in, in, sh Christ. in shootings. You know, I mean, listen, listen. This is why I do this, okay? I'm fucking tired. I'm tired of all this potential 
all these the youth in Detroit, all this potential is being washed down by the Detroit Fire Department into the sewer systems of Detroit following the crime scene, following them getting shot, following them having, you know, being shot five or six times. I'm tired of it. Everybody should be tired of it. There's not enough cops. These guys and girls out there working the streets, they're working 16-hour days, including dispatchers. They're out there putting in these ungodly hours. And, and, and Karen, I want to say I, I'm incredibly sorry to hear about your friend that was killed in that traffic accident in the 5th Precinct. Okay. One of the things we have to remember that there are not enough police officers. These guys and girls are working incredible hours. Some of them are making a lot of money on overtime because there's just not enough cops out there. And it's the same with EMS. EMS is dying for some reason. But when I get out there and I start putting this stuff on my Facebook pages, it's, it's, it's merely dispatch audio. And that, and that can change at any time. You know, I mean, through investigations, the whole story might change. It might be a, a shooting that turns into someone just trying to get the cops there a little bit earlier. But there are the increase in violent crime in the streets of Detroit, east side, the west side, southwest, downtown, is getting out of town, out of, out of hand. And I'll tell you what. The people don't deserve this. They want to send their kids out there into the streets so they can play basketball without fear of being run over by some feckless fucking halfwit in a Dodge. They want to send their kids to Skateland in the Northland without their fear of getting their asses beat or stabbed or shot or, you know, whatever. Well, what's the solution? You know, sleep underneath or sleep next to a window without fear of being shot overnight. These are the things that are happening in Detroit. And the people deserve more on that. There's what's up Detroit. With, John, what's up with response times? Response times are, I, I don't see an issue with response time. There are some problems. And if we're talking about the Detroit police, you have to understand a priority one would be a response where, you know, they got to get there quick. So they're working with the green lights and things like that. Someone farts inside of a, a, a BP gas station. It's a priority one. So they have to respond to that quickly. Okay. Because it's, it's the green, green light, light. Pay to play. But the rest of them. Yeah. I, I think, you know, as far as I can tell, it might just been listening to the dispatch audio is that the response times are pretty good. Now, of course, there are going to be instances where the, it's just not a serious crime. And because there are so many shootings, because there are so many stabbings and because of domestic violence incidents and things like that, there's going to be an issue. And the issue is because there's just not enough cops out on the street. So pause. It's plugging holes. Forgive the analogy. But they're responding to crime. There's like how many cruisers will be in the 10th on a, on a Thursday night? Two, three, right? Yeah. They're not patrolling. They're responding to gunshot calls. Correct. That's, that's not fucking policing. No, and, and now that they have shot spotter out there, there's there's a more of an increase because they're being able to pin down where the shots are coming from. No, shot spotter left for a while and now it's back. It's a great it's a it's a great thing, you know, but uh it can locate uh the, the sound of a shot. Correct. It's a triangular shot. Sound. Pretty damn close too. Interesting. Yeah. 
That's and they, interesting. And I didn't know that was bad. responding to those two. So some so. total here, bro. Um, we're not putting the money where it needs to be. No. I'm, I'm looking at skyscrapers that we're going to visit later in the program. I'm looking at hotels. I'm looking at uh, Motor City Match for administrative fees that don't actually get into the businesses. I'm looking at contracts for girlfriends. I'm looking at buildings that we're overpaying for. Do you see that? No, I, you know, I don't I don't really get involved with that. What I just what I'm doing is just watching what's going on in the streets. And it's a fact there just aren't enough boots on the ground getting off those ramps and those precincts every day to meet the crime that they have. So, John, what does this speak to the quality of life and the impact that this has? I mean, I live in Detroit. I know. But it's, you know, we, we keep hearing Detroit is on a comeback and Detroit is, you know, all these things that those of us who live here know that it's not. Certainly crime is a major factor and impact or influencer on the quality of life in the city of Detroit. Well, sure. I mean, if you can't take your if you can't send your kids outside to have a good time, if you can't send your teenagers out on a Friday night to see a movie or, well, of course not now, but to go to skate land and to enjoy time with their friends. You can't do that because of the crime. Now, a lot of Detroit police officers are actually working those areas, you know, part-time working. But, you know, if, if you can't travel the streets of Detroit because every night you have gangs, hundreds of vehicles in gangs, driving up and down the streets of Detroit at a hundred miles an hour, fleeing the police because, you know, Detroit police has a very conservative pursuit policy, but yeah, the quality of life. Well, it's shit. I mean, that's what I'm being told. It's shit. And let me say this, John, let me say this. And then Mark wants to ask your question. I want people to know that your presence is so big in the underground that the, the gangbangers get a hold of you. I mean, you're communicating with them. You're communicating with the cops, with the nurses, with the firefighters, with the paramedics. They're all losing their mind. I don't know what this mayor has to run on. You can't bullshit us. People deserve better. Smoke and mirrors. Fix the shit. Mark, please. John, since you listen every night, I'm kind of even intrigued. You know, they love to blame COVID. Um, things reopen, particularly schools, on March 8th. Any decrease, increase in the last two weeks that um, would correlate with any of that in your mind? No, no, no. There's, there's, there's it's so, pretty steady, to be quite honest with you. It's, it's, you know, every day is bring something new, um, but you know, the shootings and the stat. I mean, the violent crimes. It's, it's been pretty steady. Here's here's one. Uh, I, so it's not COVID. Here's one I I monitor. No, it's not COVID. I've been monitoring for the last couple of years. The number of children who are shot. Oh my God! Is unfed. This is the ch- child getting shot capital of America. You're ten times more likely to be shot in Detroit as a kid. Yeah. That's and just, and their and their solution to that is to give away gun locks, which are great. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've got gun locks. Lots of us have gun locks, but these people that are living in Detroit. A gun is a form of protection. And if you have a form of protection, you've got a lock on your gun, you're going to have to take the time to unlock the damn thing. I understand that people aren't doing that. But 
educating your children is an incredibly important thing. And people aren't doing that, obviously. And again, I want to say this for all my friends and family that live in Detroit. This is love. We care about you. You need things. You're not getting them. We can make all kinds of arguments about socialization in schools and, and whatever you want to do. But in the, what can the government do? Apply the money properly yeah. into proper things. It's simple. It's simple. It's common sense. The I mean, chief it, of police it's great agrees. that we have I know buildings he does. and things. It, you know, instead of paying so much attention to downtown, go in the fucking neighborhoods. That's where Detroit is. Detroit is not your bicycle fucking shops or your coffee fucking shops. It's your people. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. John is right on, brother. Right on. We've been talking about a lack of investment in the police department since the alleged grand bargain. People have forgotten about law enforcement ever since then, so you can't say that public safety is a priority without putting resources behind it. I'm also going to say, you know, I mean, I see we, we have police officers drive through our neighborhood all the time, but it doesn't make me feel good if I look at the police officer and nod or wave and he turns his nose up and turns his head. I don't really feel safe. No, yet. that's not proper policing. No, that that's not that's no, not, and that's and that should be something should be done about that. Well, yeah, it will be. But this is the thing. It's like you know, people that are here can't that that are that are serving in that capacity can't be afraid or have a condescending approach or perspective about policing in a city. They can't do that. Otherwise, it's counterproductive. And, well, let's not forget also, still in America, big questions about policing, about the way. Please go about their business, right? But having said that, I think John would know. Hey, John, I, correct me if I'm wrong. The police aren't just driving around guessing where a crime's going to be. This is an inordinate amount of calls from the community itself. From the community themselves. They want some help. And they, they don't want help. no ass getting beat. And they don't want you shaking down dope dealers. And they don't want you cooping. Over in the Mr. Fish parking lot, they want good professional police. What do you know about Mr. Fish, Charlie? Hey, everybody knows about Mr. Fish now. <laughs> That's where Monica Cotton just takes her fucking bags of money. Pretty good sandwich. Listen, too. listen, listen, listen. I, you know, I, I know Not a lot of police Coney officers. In, I know a lot of police officers in Detroit, uh, firemen, and also EMS. They're excellent people. They do care, but they're overworked. Leave they it. leave the ramp out of their precincts first thing, and they're and they're just fielding priority one calls one after another. They're tired. Leave it at that. Just that. They're overworked, overpowered, underpaid. Mm -hmm. You want my vote for yep. mayor? You start talking about it. Mm. The the fire department's working without a contract. People are leaving EMS in droves. They went and picked up the COVID people. Fuck. Okay, John, I'm going to leave it at that. Brother, anytime, keep me abreast of what, what you know, what's going on. I'll do the same. And, you know, fight the good fight, man. All right. Thanks, Charlie. Okay. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. And on Facebook and Twitter, at Detroit Scanner, for anybody who wants to follow him. Say that again. At Detroit Scanner, both on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. And and he's he's got a good... I, I don't know how he does it. He's I got a good pen. He's actually an interesting writer. Sometimes yeah, he's got funny. great pipes. 
Yeah, he does, doesn't he? God damn, he does. He's like a fucking Unabomber. Yes, Karen. You know what, Charlie? I was going to say, because my my brother was a police officer, and my mother kept a scanner on 24 hours a day. And you would be amazed. I mean, growing up, that's all I heard all the time. You'd be amazed at the stuff that you hear that never makes it to the news or in the paper or anything else. There's a lot going on. So I applaud uh, what John is doing and, and for sharing that information. People need to know so that they can protect themselves. So where is the money going? Yeah. You want to know where the money's going? Love to. This is the financial part of the show brought to you by Hall Financial. Right? All about the real estate. Now, listen, if you're feeling good about your interest rate, sit on it. <laughs> Don't do anything. But if I was you and you're one of those people... Refi now. Right now, yeah. There's a $2 trillion stimulus package going on out there. I don't know what rates are going to do. You need some equity? Look, it's opening up. Hey, hurry up and get that, that remodeling done before it gets shut down again. Huh? Yeah. You got to loosen. Look, you, you got to take care of yourself. It's now, very easy to do. Now's the time. You go, go to Hall Financial, right? You can call 248-308-5000 or go to uh, Hall Financial. What, what is it? Uh, hallfinancial.com. Isn't it? It yeah. is, right? Because mm-hmm. this one here says Drew and Mike, and it fucked me up. It is hallfinancial.com. <laughs> or David Hall Mortgage. Right? Listen, man. Too. They'll hook you up. They'll lock your rating. They'll get you a realtor. They'll do, they'll do a non-invasive appraisal. The whole nine. We all, we all trust our homes and our notes to Hall Financial. That's who we're recommending. I like them because they're easy. And... Uh, Equal housing lender, uh, NMLS number 1467435. How is that? So where's the money? Okay. Here's how it works. Do I need a pencil and a pad of paper here? No, hear me out okay. real quick. Because when I got to Detroit, it was 2008. The last collapse. Yeah. Right? Whoa. And I'm looking out the Detroit news, and they're not in the building anymore. They had to sell it. At the book Cadillac. Yeah. Gorgeous. That great big hotel downtown. Gorgeous. They're going to remodel it. They're going to open it. We want to save it. It was a company out of Cleveland. Cost $180 million. $90 million came from you and me. Came from brownfield credits. That's cash. It comes from uh, property tax abatements. Some came from HUD money that's supposed to go to the neighborhoods, but we gave it to develop this, and they're supposed to pay it back. The pensions bought into it. Fire and general services. So what happens? In 2016, there's a little bit of fraud going on with this company. They brought the Carpenters Union in, bought, borrowed some money, and made them the senior creditor. They're first in line. Why do they need money? <sighs> because the bitch ain't turning a profit like being reported in the business journals. Okay? So they settle with the city and the pension funds. It's a money loser. They settle for 50 cents on the dollar. They get out. Okay? Then in 2018... They refi. It's called a recapitalization loan. You know what that is, Karen? Recapitalization loan? That that means basically you're selling your equity. Give me cash. I'll give you my piece. Getting your capital back. Right. Mm -hmm. But of course, that was for $90 million. How much money did the city and the pension funds put in? Uh, 90. $90 million. (laughs) Well, you're even. Okay. So then what happens in 2020, pre-COVID? They take out another loan. $80 million. Now, this this loan is for 10 years. The first three years are interest only. Ask Hmm. ask 
Interest Hall. only. That sounds uh, very familiar to 2007, 2008. That's David Hall about yeah. that. That means uh, you got bad credit. Yeah. Okay, so you got 70, $80 million. Once again, why do they need to refinance? Huh. So they can't pay it. Now they're going bankrupt. Oh, okay, they got theirs. The creditor's going to get a hotel. And who's out in this whole thing? We are. <laughs> we are. We with the no police. We with the shitty uh, nursing homes. Mm -hmm. We with crappy-ass roads, with poisoned water. We. The bum schools. We. We. Us. And by the way, suburbs, exurbs, countryside. Oh, yeah. Your money comes into Detroit. And listen, broke-ass country people, Detroit's money comes to you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a fact. We redistribute. That's what we comes do. from the big city. We all are paying. That's the thing. Don't tell me, I don't give a shit about Detroit. You better, motherfucker. And you said they got federal grants, too, in this, too. So HUD money. Yeah. Community block grant development money. You're supposed to pay it back. That's how I got on it. Wow. But Charlie, the other part of that is, you know, the assumption that Detroit could justify a, a, a hotel. Certainly, you know, Shinola Hotel wasn't here. I, I can't, I, other than the, the Westin or whatever's in the uh, GM building now. But, you know, Detroit is not a destination. There aren't, a, you know, large number of conferences. The Auto Show and the Society of Automotive Engineers were the two largest conferences in the city. So that was a bit premature and almost unjustified to create a hotel of that size and expect it to be to be profitable. Yeah, and here's the deal. They keep telling us it was. But if you follow the money, it wasn't. I've been saying it for years. It's, it's fucking... It's fraudulent. It's fake. It's made up. Now that COVID's here, everybody wants the COVID mulligan, right? Mm -hmm. But now you're starting to see how threadbare this whole comeback was. All based on just-in-time debt. Now, what other pile of shit did we throw all of our money into? The Hudson Skyscraper. That's beautiful. We gave Dan Gilbert a whole block for a buck, right? He's going to build us a skyscraper, except we're going to put... $600 million into it, not to mention all the tax capture he gets and all of that. $600 million cash over 30 years. That's what we're doing. Now, where is the skyscraper? I keep reading stuff. We want just a picture. Give me, draw it on the back of a hamburger bag how this fucking thing's going to look. The original? But you want to see the original picture? Yeah, let's see the original picture. The, the other one, Joe, not that one, but the original picture, the very first one, the one that's on there. Oh, that oh, the, the big one, the big penis with all the... Balls? I don't and know, all, all the observation decks and shit. That's going to be like a thousand feet tall. It's beautiful. Okay, and let's see the one they, they're offering us now. This It's not even... Where are the blueprints? Where all right, I'm fuck you guys, you're too slow. <laughs> this one. Yeah. So it's a new one. It's got less observation decks, and it's shorter. But that's not... A blueprint. No, that's a nice little drawing. It's a rendering. Yeah. Where are the blueprints? I want to know. Uh, okay. Anyway, our man, man about town, true blue Detroit, red. <laughs> true red Detroit. <laughs> is over at the Hudson site. I sent him over there. Say, red, can you get what us up, Joe? <laughs> I'll say, your sound sucks. Take that away from your mouth. <laughs> what up, Joe? Can you hear me now? There yeah, you just go. like that. Now, let, let me, let All me, right. one more thing. We go on the website, the official website, okay? And there's a picture from four years ago when it's going to be the tallest building in Michigan. Now they say they're going to make it smaller. 
And well, which is it? Anyway, Red, what what do you got for us? Well, I'm uh, standing next to the current money hole pit that Detroit has decided to throw their money in the ground next to, which is the Hudson site. And uh, it's a big asshole with an elevator shaft coming out of it. You ever heard the song Stairway to Heaven? This might as well be elevator shaft that we don't know what the hell. Because we don't even know what it's going to look like. Uh, it's probably more construction workers walking around downtown than they actually got on the damn site. Matter of fact, we can spin around right here. Let's see if y'all can see that in the background. I don't know how good my camera angle is there. Wait, That's wait, it over there in the wait, background there. Wait, oh, they're building it. It's that it's that blue building there. Look. You see no, it? No, it's not building. It's the elevator shaft. Hey, unplug that fucking mic, dude. It's garbage. <laughs> oh, I see the shaft. There it is. Gross phrasing. I see the elevator shaft there. Okay, can you hear me, Red? Can you hear me now? Yeah, much, much better. better. Much, much better. Oh, so barely hear y'all, but we gonna roll with it any day. Exactly way. right. So that that blue building back there is it's that's not the new skyscraper. That's an oh, <laughs> there it is. Oh, it looks gorgeous. Oh, oh, oh you mean that little that little shaft right there behind you? Yeah, that's it. Let me see here. Let, let's let's see. <laughs> Hold on. There we go. That's what you get four years later and $600 million plus. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, they're dragging their feet a little bit on building this thing. So you're our crack reporter, Red. Um, what um, What are the specifics of this thing going to be? You got any information for us for the Detroiter and the, the metropolitan people that are paying for this thing? Well, basically, it's going to be half the size of what the hell it was supposed to be in the first place. It was originally supposed to be 912 feet. They just released some crap talking about it's going to be 600 feet. We still don't have a picture of this thing. In my opinion, they should just make it in the shape of a dildo so they can really let Detroit know how they screw it. Um, <laughs> have you tried to find the blueprints? I tried to find the blueprints. As a matter of fact, I was just in, uh, can you see back here? I'm yeah. in front of the headquarters for the development. I went in here yesterday. Nobody was even in the office. I stood in there for about 10 minutes. But seeing as I'm from Detroit, you don't stay in nobody's house that long. Because then they'll come back and say you stole some shit. So I got on out. But I happened to get that picture that we have, the rendering, off of the wall. Uh, when I left out of here, I tried to talk to a couple people. A couple construction workers told me, go Google it. And that's where we got our four-year-old picture from, the water coloring. Mm -hmm. And then um, <laughs> the guy that was going in, who didn't even look like he could lift a hammer, so much less be a construction worker, but had on shit on. I asked him, and he basically told me they were giving no comment and wasn't gonna get no names on who said no comment. You mean to publicly fund the skyscraper? Nobody can answer. Did you did you get a hold of the buildings department to get the blueprint? But so this is the funny part. I reached out to BC, right? BC, which you would think would have all this information. What's for BC? Buildings, just buildings. You you call buildings, right? Buildings. Okay. So anyway, I reached out to them, and they sent me over to City Hall, which I didn't know that City Hall was. Construction and blueprint. What do you mean, people. City Hall? Uh, over to the press corps, John the Roach crew. So hey, the, the director of buildings sent you to the mayor's office. Yeah. <laughs> what? So, so why I would he send you to the mayor's office for a blueprint? Yes. That which answers the question of why I don't get shit get done down there because they don't know what their job's supposed to be. So anyway, I reached out to them. No comment back. Then we went a step further. I talked to the president communication at Quicken Loans to see maybe if they would give us an answer. 
Mm-hmm. And to this moment, I have heard nothing back from anybody. Nobody wants to tell us what the new FU Detroit building is going to look like. So do me a favor. Why don't you, can you walk into Martin ba- uh, Barton Mallow there, the the engineering firm, and uh, see if we, we can get a picture or something? Well, I sure can. Let me get all my crappy equipment together here. Let's yeah. see here. Okay. See, look, our, our crack reporter on, on the scene, did, you know, Michigan, we're going to get you an answer. What the fuck is this building going to look like? And when? And stop holding press conferences where you're, you're moving dirt around. Yeah. Hey, at least it's not a hole anymore. After four years. Red, take the stairs. <laughs> is he on the elevator? What the fuck? He's going up one floor. <laughs> He's been outside, See, not, now his shit bags. Oh, God. <laughs> what a disaster. What is that? There's a keg. There's a keg in the construction firm's elevator. They're fucking partying on our money. What kind of, what kind of beer is that, bro? Does it look like Guinness to me? All right, here goes Red. No name. No name. So Red's going into the, going into the engineering firm's office. Just How wanna... you doing today? All right, I'm Detroit Red with NBA News with Charlie the Duff. And I was coming to see if we could get a finalized picture of what the new skyscraper going to look like. Um, let me see. Yeah, come on. Okay. Oh. Okay, beautiful. He's, who are you with again? I'm with NBA News. I'm with Charlie Red Duff. Matter of fact, he's, uh, there you go. There go Charlie what up, right dope there. people? What's up, my brother? We're just we're, look, we're looking for the blueprint, the finalized engineering documents. We, we want to get a look at how tall it is, uh, what the dimensions of the hotel are going to be, how much office space. As we all know, Ford and GM are going to a hybrid work model. Wow. There's no need for office space, so we're wondering what exactly this building going to look like since we're paying for it. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, other than what's already published out there, like in the media about Bedrock, and that's. All we can really share. Now, now, is that the information that's on the website now? Because that, them, uh, right I don't know I don't, I, if it's from 2017, but there, there's other public, or I guess, media releases they've So, is so there any guy, uh, you know, there that's higher up in the organization than you, or are you the guy? I can tell you from our perspective, uh, working as a, you know, for the client, there's nothing we can share. You have to go. Okay. Thanks, brother. That honest, very good. Okay. It's his, he's doing his job. Yeah, he's doing his job. No, hey, man. Support, man. Working dude. I'll put you too much because you're going to get me busted for something. All right. Thank you very much. I have a great one now. Thank you. Okay, so what we now know is nothing. <laughs> nothing. Bullshit. Calling bullshit on this bullshit. I know this. There's a 900-foot building in Chicago that looks conspicuously like the one on the website. That's halfway done. Hmm. They worked through COVID. I know in Las Vegas, they just created a hotel and casino. It got done in 19 months through COVID. What's the deal? Do we get our money back if you don't? Well, what is this? Well, that's a good question. Do we? Does the uh, public money come back ever? As far as I know, no. I was reading the uh, Senate fiscal agency's report on this when when oh. gilbert went to lansing a little light read and, and yes i have to do I it no you do and he got the law changed they were saying there's no clawback mechanism wow they were also uh bedrock was supposed to give financing papers 
Who's going to be the tenant? Who's the hotel? Sure. Who's going to pay for it? They never gave them, according to the free press. And to that point, you just brought up a great point. You know, GM and Ford announced, hey, we're going to do this hybrid model, uh, sometimes in office, sometimes not in office. You got to believe they're flipping out because they're not. There's no re- there's no space down there for offices. Mm-mm. They're not going to be able to fill them. In no fact, they're guess dragging what? their feet. If I'm working for Ford, I'm moving to uh, Petoskey. It's nice up there. I just tell a commute. You want me to come in once a week? I drive down. What is going to happen? Oh, man. Hey, Red, that was good work, dude. It was. I was going to say they build prisons quicker than that, but of course we know what the New Wayne <laughs> County Jail looks like, so that would be a lie. But um, the Myers, the new Myers on Jefferson is going up, and that project really just started, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah. They already got the base foundation almost up in the wall. It's profitable, I mean, that's why. What about the Amazon Center at uh, the, the State, State Fairgrounds? That thing's moving because mm-hmm. yes. that, that project's yes. for real. And it'll be profitable. Now, let's look at another Gilbert one where the failed jail is. Remember, it's going to be the Innovation Center with U of M. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. What about Brush Park? That more that public money. That, that shit's in pieces. Again. Again. Who wants to occupy the chairs of the public and do the public's will? I'm calling bullshit. Mm-hmm. You can't say it's COVID. Hey, Red, when did they break ground on the Hudson's building? 2017. That wasn't COVID. And in, and in 2018, Mr. Gilbert was awarded over 600 million bucks in tax incentives. Not to mention for 30 years, he gets to capture all the taxes from his employees, the residential, the sale. Don't forget That's this. Right. Don't forget this. Don't There's also cash. They borrowed $250 million that they finance over three decades. Cash. Yeah. Don't forget that. I'm not even mad at him because any businessman would do the same thing. I'm mad at uh, the people that made the deals with no clawback, too, for not getting it done. But look at this. That's bullshit. I can be mad. Well, no, he pulled the... He, I mean, he fooled them. Yeah. I hope the building goes up. Me, too. That's what we all must be concerned about. By the way, hey, Red, are you learning something? Isn't isn't the job awesome? Here's a regular guy, curious like everybody else in Detroit, and he walks up in that bitch and goes, show me a picture. They don't have one, folks. Brought to you by Comedian Detroit Red. Yeah, they got the gate closed today, but this is what I'm going to tell y'all. Wait a minute, time out, time out, time out, time out. It's 2.23 on a Friday, and the construction gate is locked. And the keg's on the elevator. It ain't like that iron's going up tomorrow, folks. But I do want to say this right quick to everybody watching. I was just a regular guy. And since I have done this, I have come to find out the news give us the bullshit that the power players want us to have in a lot of cases. And that's real talk. We'll leave it at that, man. This whole, I must say goodbye. This this whole thing is making me paranoid. Peace, y'all. Next week. You're right. I love you. Did it with my woman? Thought she'd be Jordan.